On this episode of Reliterated, we take a walk down Fear Street in the story of an ignorant man-child named Bobby, who can't be discussed without a content warning for the topics of sexual assault, fat shaming, and lame cool guy quipping he comes with. Watch as Bobby trains for a gold medal in womanizing as he tries to manage simultaneously dating identical twins, only to find things mysteriously blowing up in his face because girls are crazy, man. It's not every author that can make the main character both the protagonist and the antagonist, but watch our boy R.L. Stein flex those developing toxic masculine muscles of teenage culture in Fear Street, Double Date, on Reliterated, the podcast that also likes to strut around a room chanting how cool it is. to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of grown-ass adults discussing the books read by children in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. We also don't hold back on spoilers, so if you haven't read today's book and don't want to be spoiled, read it before listening. You've been warned. I'm Andy. I'm Harold. And I'm Josh. And we have got a new one from the, uh, well, it's not a new one, but uh, a new episode from our favorite horror <laughs> uh, author of the 90s. Relinquished Licenses Stein. <laughs> Relinquished Licenses Stein. <laughs> Random Ladder. I never come up with one. <laughs> well, there you go. Jump right in. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Roving Ladder. That was my one that I came up with earlier. Ro- roving, roving Ladder. ladder. <laughs> that would be inconvenient. That's a dangerous ladder. Very much so. I know you had one, Andy. What was it? Uh, I'll save it for next time. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not, that it was, not that it was like super special or anything, but, you know, we've had our fun. Let's <laughs> let's start the show. <laughs> Uh, this is not a Goosebumps episode, though. We are we're doing a book from the Fear Street series uh, from our from our friend Mister Stein, and uh, based on the the premise, we went with Double Date. Uh, I think it's number twenty three in the series, although they don't really put the uh, the numbers. Uh, the series numbers, which book it is in the series on the cover, because they're, they're generally all standalone. I know they all like take place in the same kind of uh, timeline, universe, whatever. It's a street and some woods and stuff. It's There's a like, street and woods. Like Fear Street is actually a street that people live on. For instance, two of the characters of this yeah. story live on Fear Street. Yep. Yeah, but all the Fear Street books take place in the fictional town of Shadyside. And it's a little bit like Wayside School, uh, Sideways Stories in Wayside School, and that they're all kind of stories that happen in this area. And sometimes there's character overlap between the stories, and but they don't like the, the stories don't really feed into each other there's too much, a, there's much a few, as I understand it. There's like a few like three story arcs that he'll do, but yeah, it's this this one was definitely a standalone. It was. He had just finished up a a little series in Fear Street, uh, a little trilogy, and so this was like to refresh in. So it's a good thing that we picked this book because if we would have did one of the middle ones, like I think, been confusing. Yeah, it probably yeah. would have been like what? Because <laughs> yeah, this we didn't want to come into the middle of anything. Already a little bit confusing. So 
you know, I could see them using character names, like maybe somebody noticing Bobby, the protagonist of this story, or maybe that Ronnie or some of the other cheerleaders. I could see them using him using names to be able to fill like uh, the community of people that stuff happens to. For sure. This that makes sense. Some of the summaries that I read, they they actually just do the whole Fear Street series and they're like, oh, yeah, and this character from this book popped up here. Um, right. Some of the people that they run into at the party in the mill are characters from other stories that they just appear in this. So, yeah, it is a big connected universe. And, yeah, there are some arcs, but mainly standalone stories, as as Andy said. Which is a lot different from the the, the Goosebumps series in that none of them really uh, bleed into each other other than like the sequels of like the Haunted Mask 2 or 3 or whatever. If they don't have direct sequels, they're not like part of the same universe. They're not really connected in the Goosebumps no. series. Yeah, I, I exactly. But Fear Streets for a little bit of the older set, the, the young adults... Uh, high school kind of uh, kind of age stuff. Uh, you don't see too much of like the the ghoulies, the monsters, uh, and whatever. It's more uh, psychological and uh, like murder based and true crime, true <laughs> true crime stuff, and definitely more teenage themes because folks are hooking up. Yep, folks are hooking up. Some guys are practicing the first steps of rape. It's interesting. <laughs> yes, we have young budding date rapists. Yes. <laughs> we have our own Brock Turner here. So mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. But so yeah, before we the, get into before yeah, get we get too much that. into the story, yeah, we have to uh hit on our, our favorite segment of the entire podcast, Steinwatch. 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 So, uh, we got some, we have some bad news, I guess would be the way to say it, and some good news. Uh, which would you like to hear first, y'all? I always like bad news first. Well, (laughs) this is from the, from, uh, the New York, New York Times, I believe, or New New York York Post. Post. Goosebumps author R.L. Stein says publisher made woke edits behind his back. Uh, I read the story. Um, the quote that we have from Stein is, the stories aren't true. I've never changed a word in Goosebumps. Any changes were never shown to me. And then Scholastic uh, said, when reissuing titles several years ago, Scholastic reviewed the text to keep the language current and avoid imagery that could negatively impact a young person's view of themselves with a particular focus on mental health. So, um... I'm okay with them doing that. <laughs> okay, so b- before we go into your reaction to it, let's talk about what actually happened. <laughs> First of oh, all, yes. <laughs> in some of R.L. Stein's books, uh, the publisher, Scholastic, has gone and edited some of the language, uh, mostly in like descriptions of characters, uh, where if they were described as, for instance, roly-poly or plump, they were now cheerful. And if... Like even even ones as like as innocuous as overweight, they're now merely huge. Um, but it's is definitely, huge better than overweight. I don't know. It is that's that's a that's a weird example. <laughs> one thing that they showed specifically was uh, they these people had uh, originally had six chins, and now they are six foot six. So so they completely changed the character. Yeah, 
in that case. Mm-hmm. And a line about schoolgirls having crushes on their headmaster was cut. Uh, boy who sense. wolf whistled, now merely whistled loudly. Uh, something dismissed as girl stuff is wolf now just whistled, not interesting. loudly? Yeah, there's... It's weird, some of the, the changes like, that Scholastic I mean, made. I think if, if even I was having a, a heart-to-heart conversation with somebody and I was like, you know, I mean, maybe it's because you're, you're overweight that you're having this problem. I'm not saying it'd be good for me to say that, but I'm saying that if I was having that conversation, would it be better if I was like, well, bro, you're fucking huge. <laughs> you know, I just You've clearly chosen to be this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In your pursuit of happiness, you have included a lot of food in that uh and that's in fine, that choice. But... <laughs> and yeah, you you do you, and if you're happy with your body, then more power to you. Yeah. Uh if you're not happy with your body, there are ways to change that. Um but right now you're huge, and that's the woke <laughs> way of saying it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> So the, cr- <laughs> the crux of the matter is the publisher went in and sanitized some language without the author's knowledge or consent. And it's not like he's dead already and it's like his estate giving the, the go ahead. The, right. the publisher is making changes behind the author's back. Um, that I don't really agree with. I, it's probably like it's probably in the in their contractual rights that they're able to that's what i'm guessing that. yeah do you but think that huckleberry finn should be edited do you think that huckleberry finn should be edited no no i don't josh do you think that huckleberry finn should be edited i mean it already has been it's no, been, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, has yeah. been. It's been edited all our lives. It's been. I'm talking yeah, down to the point edits. where you remove, but the point where you remove language like that, and that's a bigger discussion that can be <laughs> thought about by scholars. It stuff. exists. Here's my the thing. Discussion. I, I hey, think let's all pretend we live it, in a fucking bubble. <laughs> I think that <laughs> if, <laughs> if, 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 and trust me, Huckleberry Finn is not fucking double date trust me on that because <laughs> huckleberry finn is a goddamn classic and double date is a fucking let's boil it also, down it's a it's a teenager pulp store fear uh, horror romance <laughs> it's it's pulp it's shit so it's art somebody's vision art yeah but in in what way it's rl stein we're talking about here so yeah, just saying. That's a that's a that's another thing too. Is he wrote this stuff in the the nineties mostly? He's still writing stuff today. He's still uh, coming up with new stories. The way that people were talking in the nineties, describing people uh, in the nineties, are are different than the sen- the sensibilities of what's commonly quote unquote accepted uh, these days. Um, and the publisher is. Uh, updating the the series time and time again and in those updates i suppose what they're doing is making it more uh consistent with what's going on today sure um but having said that like the author is still here (laughs) Mm. like have him come up with some alternate language see what what he has to say about it um, cause this reminds me of like Lizzo changing a, changing the words to some, to one of her songs when she found out that the term like spaz out is, um, offensive to, uh, to certain people. Um, 
And she made that decision herself with her mm-hmm. own uh, art to you know be more sensitive to that. And that I fully agree with. But taking R.L. Stein's work, doing that for him, that's that's just straight up censorship in my mind. Right. Okay, I can agree with you on that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And did he use the term woke or is that the term they used in the article that's a, to get people to read it? Oh, that's, oh, that's the term that that's the <laughs> yeah. term that the article used to, uh, for him. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Again, so he something was said for him again. You know right. what I mean? Like, like yeah, this is this is a tweet from like the article in. Uh, in the New York Post article that they're talking about is from this outlet called Outkick, who describes himself as your antidote to the mainstream sports media, American flag emoji. Mm, so okay. you just yeah. you just know where th- where their intentions are. Right off the bat. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they describe it as Goosebumps author is re-editing the books to appease the woke, uh, to which R.L. Stein himself responded in a tweet, this story is untrue. I have never changed a word in a Goosebumps book. And I haven't looked too too much further into what he had to say about it, but he did not use the word woke. In I doubt he did. Anything. I, I have a feeling that R.L. Stein, being someone that writes books for children, likes to see the progress of children and not the fact, not that we're all still the pieces of shit that he was writing about in the 90s. Because he does doesn't like even if this character this guy isn't redeemable or you don't feel good for him oh you yeah, know what i mean no. yeah, he does <laughs> a good job of making sure that you so. know yeah this guy is a dick and he doesn't like those type of people you know what i mean like <laughs> we're not supposed Arles, to like this guy yeah we're not supposed to necessarily like him and that he does that often when he picks out people and that and even has in some goosebumps books had somebody that seemed scary that was actually helpful you know what i mean and so i don't know i just I'm all about if you don't like like if Lizzo had decided not to use the term or not to change the word spaz out. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't like that, then you can vote with your dollars on it. But I just I'm sorry. I don't think that because of because a certain number of people because it's never as many as it sounds like today. Oh, yeah. No, it's never today. It sounds like half the planet's coming after you about something because of the way it gets thrown (laughs) out. Okay, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's a few people that like zeroed in on that word in the one song and we're like ah and i'm like yeah you know what i mean like come on right you if you fall down and scrape your knee you got to deal with it right some of these things you got to be able to deal with i'm not saying that people should be allowed to just be concerted assholes all the time no you got to be able to you know suss those people out and then the group will often not enjoy that i mean like as adults in the right groups or you get out of that fucking group. You know what I mean? If that group <laughs> is saying all that, are willing there's to plenty have of you. groups in the world to be in, you know, and the, if the, if the group you're in, you like this person, but they can't stop dropping the end bomb every day, then, you know, maybe you don't <laughs> hang around that person anymore. You're probably not going to convince them to stop saying it. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I just don't feel like it's right to change. Again, I think that, that edit of changing it from overweight to huge, that makes no sense to me. That, that sounds, particular one does not, yeah. Yeah, that particular one does not. I The roly-poly to cheerful, I get it, but I don't feel like, I feel like they're trying to describe, how do you describe people? I don't know how you describe people in a book anymore. Yeah, there's also yeah. there's also a there's also a couple of examples that they gave where it's kind of erasing the notion of race. Um, 
One character who, quote, acts real cool like the rappers on MTV videos now just acts real cool and is described as having brown skin rather than being African-American. Also, mentions of slaves were also removed, as well as blackface worn by a character dressed as a dark and stormy night for Halloween. If we pretend like it doesn't exist, we'll all be safe. I swear, guys. <laughs> if we pretend all this stuff never happened, we'll all be safe. <laughs> Everybody can be safe and they can sit in their house and be like, I'm safe now. <laughs> we should get into Fear Street. <laughs> All right. But so. we do have good news. We do have good news. This won't oh, take good news on the oh, yeah, the good news. Yeah, the good news. Yes, What's please. the good news, Josh? Let's lighten it up. Goosebumps. House of Shivers number one will launch on September 19th, 2023. It's a whole new Goosebumps series written by R.L. Oh, Stein. Nice. So, oh man, I don't Maybe know if we'll have we'll, to read that one. We should read it just because. I was we should say, go are, outside are, our. Is that something? Just can because. we break our oh, yeah. rule? You know what? Hey, I'd we're break a rule for, for that. We're looking for something to replace our decide to do what you want to do books, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't we? Maybe we could read a more recent book, like from authors like Coville or Stein. You know what I mean? Oh, that's an that option. Works yeah. for me. Yeah. And then we could be like, hey, look at how they're writing now compared to how they wrote then. Yeah. Fucking R.L. Stein is woke as fuck, dude. <laughs> or not woke as fuck. Or I don't know. Woke. Yeah. <laughs> he loses it kind of vague. He went backwards. <laughs> So. Anyways, we're, yep. well, I'll look into that a little bit more uh, after after we do this episode and see what if R.L. Stein uh, it came out with any any other comments about this because this happened in March that the story was uh, uh, was published. So there might be more to the story, maybe. Or that's what he left it at, just right there. And <laughs> because yeah. he doesn't feel like people need to hear his opinion about everything. Yeah. Right. That, that seems the safest thing to do. It's just like, I never changed a word in Goosebumps. Any changes were never shown to me. That's and then, all he really said. Now I'm going to go eat my bagel. Now I'm going to accept <laughs> my money from the reprints. And uh, I, you know what? I'll start another series. I'll work on this new Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Just weird changes by by the publisher. Publishers can be, you know, publishers. Any, any anytime you have a, like a corporate mindset, it's not it's not generally good for for art. Sure, and I want to bet that uh, I want to bet that they have some kind of right to do it. You know what I mean in the contract or whatever. They it's not so well, very very likely. Or yeah, yeah. or Stein to be taking them to court. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, like his his hands are probably tied by something he signed. Yep, exactly. That the publisher reserves rights to update uh, terminology or something in his stories. And that probably sounds good when they're handing you a big check. Oh yeah, <laughs> but is that why he does what he does? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his mind. Neither do I. Just read a lot of his work. <laughs> Speaking of his work, why don't we Bob's your uncle, uh, Fear Street, double date. All right. 20 minutes in, here comes the Bob's your uncle. <laughs> All right, so in this story, we follow a character named Bobby Newkirk. He is a major douche, and uh, it basically starts out with him, like, holding a girl up against some lockers and kissing on her and touching on her and trying to get her to go out with him, simply because she's the only cheerleader that hasn't gone out with him. And she kind of plays it up as, like, oh, you're such a bad boy, which is, you know, not a good way to treat a guy like that. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, so it's, the safe, it's a safe thing to do, honestly. As it goes, we find out that uh, 
He's rich because he teases one of his friends about working at McDonald's. So, you know, get to work. Oh, you work at McDonald's, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the adults do that today. Yeah. Um, should have been born rich. Should have been born rich. Uh, so he uh, he's trying to hook up with this girl, but then he, he gets with his bandmates and they're all talking and he starts talking about how he'd like to uh, he'd like to date the uh, Wade twins, Bree and Samantha. Um, these two girls are completely different from each other. One, they look exactly the same, but one is extremely shy and not very social. And the other one is extremely outgoing, uh, arguably wild. Uh, and they're the most beautiful girls at the school. So he wants to try and date both of them, which his friend's girlfriend, Melanie, tells him that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do that shit. And he does it anyways. He uh, asks Brie out first to come to a show that they're doing. And then he calls her sister, Samantha, and asks her to hang out the next day. And then somehow... I don't know how he thought that this was working or how they didn't know, but uh, yeah, he starts dating both of them, but convincing both of them that he doesn't like the other one as much and he's broken it off with her. Uh, this goes on for a while until uh, stuff starts happening, like uh, he gets a uh, a little prank in his locker, which we'll talk about later. Um, his tire gets slashed. Uh, he's trying to figure this out. He's going in between Bree and Samantha, only to find out that they have a triplet named Jennifer. Genesil? <laughs> but anyways, it's a weird name. Uh, but yeah, so they have this triplet, and they convince him that the way to tell Samantha and Bree apart is that Samantha has a little butterfly tattoo, blue butterfly tattoo on her shoulder. And... Uh, so this whole thing goes on where the girl he's talking to doesn't have the butterfly tattoo, but says that she's Samantha, but then he'll be talking to the other one and like they all none of them seem to remember this butterfly tattoo. But then they say, oh, you can tell the third one by the butterfly tattoo. And this is crazy that he's definitely getting fucked around at some point. And uh, he eventually uh, gets talked into going up to a cabin and by Samantha and she says that they got to kill Bree because Bree's a problem. She's going to do something to them. So he agrees to this plan and uh, ends up going up there and he gets captured by who he believes is the third sister. And then he escapes from that, gets back, and it all ends up turning out that uh, they knew the whole fucking time, of course. And he uh, he's an asshole. And I don't think he learned any lessons, um, but they definitely got to have a good time. And it was enjoyable to listen to the torture he went through uh, throughout the book. But yeah, there ended up being no triplet, no tattoo. One of the girls uh, at the end hands him a uh, fake tattoo that they were obviously both putting on at different times, which is a really good fake tattoo because all the ones I've ever seen just kind of wash off with water. But yeah, he, he gets his little, oh, they don't like him anymore and people people are not talking to him and stuff. But that's not going to last long because he'll get out of high school and daddy will hire him at the factory. And next thing you know, he'll be... He'll be running for president. Bob's your uncle. That's double date. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I, I was forgetting the Bob's your uncle part. I'm like, why aren't we moving on? Was, oh, yeah. I was just going to button my lip until you remembered. Yeah, yeah. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> like, I'll add this other part to it. <laughs> Jenny Lynn. But yeah. That, that's Jenny hard to Jenny Lynn. Jenny Lynn. Vagisil. It was hard to Yeah. Genesil. Genevieve. Gen yeah, Gen it was hard Genevieve. to remember. Jenny Lynn. Oh my God! Is it one of those names with the Lynn at the end? Maybe. Oh God! 
<laughs> That's how you know she's crazy. Oh, one of the few <laughs> Ted jokes I remember. <laughs> so yeah, it's all just an elaborate, uh, very dangerous prank that they're pulling on him. It's an elaborate yeah. ruse. <laughs> elaborate ruse, complete with slash tires and uh, electrocution and ah, uh, the electrocution. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. he he deserved more than this, but yeah. I mean the guy's a rapist. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Clearly. Clearly first, that's where it is. First scene yeah, he, is sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> if left tri- unchecked, he is going to uh, he's going yeah. to roofie a non-zero number of drinks in his lifetime. Yeah, they should have just named him Brock Turner. Would have made more sense. But <laughs> Brock Turner wasn't Brock Turner yet. That's true. This book was right. published in nineteen ninety four. Inspired by the story. I could do but that. But where are those where are these fucking edits at? Yeah, where's these edits? Yeah, where are these <laughs> edits change, at? Change Bobby Newkirk's name to Brock Turner. There you I go. Just, Brock Turner. I like to I have a little <laughs> meme I save on my phone, and every every six or eight months, I like to share it on Reddit and stuff. And it says, <laughs> just a reminder that this kid raped a girl behind a dumpster and got six months probation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's really sad, but this kind of behavior goes unchecked and depending on who you are. Yeah. It's sad depending on who you are, whether or not you have a future because your parents have money, but yeah, or you are going into a a career that, uh, you know, that society values like professional athlete or rock star, (laughs) I guess is what Bobby thought he was going to be actor, politician. Yeah. Priest. So it's kind of a departure for a character such as this, but he's not an athlete. He is in a stupid little band with two of his friends. One's a ginger and one of them's black. And they come up with the worst names of all time. And they come up with the worst band names of all time. And I know I know he's black because surprisingly, for the time, uh, Arl Stein uh, described him as having dark skin. So I don't know if this is not a... Uh, uh, an edited version of this book. Uh, it, it doesn't show that it was a, uh, that it's like a 2023 version of it or whatever, but yeah. Anyways, their band is called, well, it changes. It was at one point, like the cool guys, bad to the bone at one point, bad to the bone. And then they decide that they're going to change it to, I'm going to try to find it here. Something stupid. I don't know. The, the desperados, the desperados is what it was. Yeah. And it's funny because they play like <laughs> 1950s music. I swear, like, R.L. Stein can't really write teenagers. He thinks they all talk like 50s greasers. <laughs> so you have Bobby like strutting around the room going, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm Bobby the man. I'm Bobby the man. Oh, yeah. But was that something <laughs> in 94? Like, was that. I doubt it. Because I remember I loving oldies when I was a really kid. talked like that. In the 90s, which would have been about the time that they're playing these songs. I feel like teenagers in the 90s would have been listening to Nirvana and Metallica. Right. And- was, was the popular boy in school, like, doing Chuck Berry riffs <laughs> on his guitar? Yeah. Or is Tommy the name of a band? I didn't look that up, but they kept referencing, like... I think they played songs. I think Tommy. they played songs from Tommy, and that's what it was. Yeah, but you keep referencing like really old rock and roll bands. I mean, they did a reference to who's on first, 
And that bit's been around <laughs> since the twenties. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's there are a lot of data references. Let's sum this all up. Oh, for there's sure. There's a ton sure. of data references. The there's mm-hmm. monkeys, their names are Wayne and Garth. And um, so, you know, that's a contemporary reference for the time. Yeah, for the yeah. time, but now it's very was... outdated. <laughs> and even then, anything related to music yeah. is just, yeah, just arrested development in the 50s and 60s. This whole book was just like a weird time capsule because, like, the mall is popular, <laughs> which is strange yeah. to mm-hmm. me. I went to the Bay City Mall recently uh, to go see a movie, and uh, I was like, oh, well, we're waiting for the movie. It's 6.30. Why don't we run down to GameStop? 6.30 on a Monday. We get down to fucking GameStop. They're closed already. Wow, really? Yeah. Like for, yeah. for the day or just shut They're down? Du- they were closed up. No, I mean, they were they were there. They were just, they were closed for the day. Oh, they closed at like 6? Six, 6 on, on a, a Monday, I guess. On a Monday? Yeah. Huh. I couldn't believe it. I was Dang. like, I can't believe they're not open to like at least eight, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would think the people with money that are going to buy your games aren't even getting out of work until fucking five o'clock, you know? So. Right. Know, well, then just, they just go home and download it digitally or. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's what GameStop is up against. I wasn't even going in there to buy anything. I was just going in there to look because I never buy anything at GameStop because I'd rather just, yeah, I don't even purchase physical copies of games anymore. Too much hassle. It Well, you can lose them. They can break. They get scratched. You know, mm-hmm. and they, they never they never go as cheap as digital. Uh, no, because <laughs> they will. They always have really good deals eventually on yeah. any big digital uh, video game. Yeah, I got you. Wait, Far Cry so Six. So it's become like not worth it to get a uh, physical anymore for the recent stuff. Anyways, yeah, I got yeah. Far Cry Six for like. I think 80% off like three months after the game came out. So it's just like, oh, 20 bucks for this <laughs> game? Yes, I will buy it because I know I'm going to love it. <laughs> yep. And then I played through it twice. So yeah. But yeah, so malls are popular in this book. <laughs> yes, malls, malls are, popular. are popular. They are still a thing back in 1994. Pump Up the Jam was still in our collective consciousness. It's one of the greatest <laughs> Euro techno songs of all time. <laughs> pump Up the Jam. Oh, Pump Up the Jam. Uh, by Technotronics. I, I have it on a playlist at work, and when it comes on, I laugh my ass off. Well, yeah, it's because it's great. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Great running joke. They even mentioned Walden Books. Yeah! Part, like one of the stories I was like, the yeah, Walden Books. I know what yeah, that's Walden about. Walden Books. Reminds me of playing uh, Skate or Die 2. <laughs> that was one of the missions. But moving on. So, yes, he's trying to date these twins. Bree is very subdued. She's quiet and her sister samantha is more outgoing free-spirited she drives crazy turns out she doesn't have a license she likes to shoplift which is so she's a klepto (laughs) she shoplifts for the kicks she drives like a maniac and she doesn't have a license yeah she was she was pretty crazy that's a girl i wouldn't have hung around too long the moment she stole the earrings i'd have been like Hey, you're supposed to give those back, and I'd have been following her. Hey, you can't steal that. Like she stole hey, earrings. Stop. <laughs> she stole earrings. That's her. I don't know her. <laughs> she stole them. I'm not. But that would control. that would that would tarnish his image as as the bad boy of school. Right, right. For him, it would. But man, he was. Yeah. <laughs> did it? Did it worry or concern or maybe even th- uh, thrill you that? Like every with every step of the way, with all the progress he was making and dating the twins, like Bobby's first thought 
was that, oh, I got to tell Arnie about this. Arnie's going to be so excited to hear about this. I can't wait to tell Arnie. His best yeah. friend, Arnie, was f- just forefront of his mind every step of the way. Well, I think it's the idea of being able... I've had friends that just want to tell me every little detail of their sexual conquests. And I tend to find that conversation not necessarily uncomfortable, but unless you're saying something just cheeky, it's it's like, I don't want to hear about how you uh, slowly stroked anything, dude. <laughs> don't tell me the whole fucking story. Hey, this happened. Cool, bro. Thumbs up. That's good enough, right? <laughs> good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Like a cheeky little joke or making a reference, that's one thing, but to straight up tell me the whole story, and that's what I feel like Bobby is. Hey. Bobby wants to go tell every detail. You you want you wanna lick a girl's poop hole? That's your business, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Arnie is like his only friend, because they don't talk about anybody else. And so he's just he's just kind of full of himself because and I think Arnie's the only person that will hang around him at this point because yeah, oh, he's definitely got hero worship going on. Yeah, he's just an asshole. So yeah, nobody likes him except for Arnie. Even his other bandmate doesn't really like him. <laughs> he just wants to play <laughs> music, and that's the only one who works mate. at McDonald's. So yeah, that whole McDonald's bullshit. Like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> like people got to have a job. Have a job. It sounds like work. he's fucking badass compared to you. He's out there getting stuff done. Fucking prick. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like Bobby at all. Yeah, I don't think any of us liked Bobby. I was actually kind of hoping he was actually going to die in this one. That that was going to be the... Yeah, I thought... I was hoping that, like, the the ants... They called them cannibal ants, but apparently that wasn't a thing. Well, if they were cannibal ants, wouldn't they eat other ants? Because that's what a cannibal is. Right, like, eating something of species. So if they were human-eating ants, that... Scary. Cannibal ants, I'm like, oh, they just eat other ants. So it's not that scary. Right. Where and you could use like like there's fire ants from Yeah, there are a lot of ants you could use. Ants that hurt the fuck out of you when they bite you. <laughs> yeah. They could have used any of those, but no, they just used like regular red ants. It was an odd choice. Now it doesn't seem like cannibal ants are like a species of ant, but there are new stories of cannibal ants uh who like survived in a Soviet nuclear bunker. That they they like survived by eating their dead. Huh. Apparently, makes sense. Hey, what? Yeah, it's what did the not pink, necessarily a thing. What did the Pink Panther do when he uh, stepped on, on on some ants? He said, "Dead ant, <laughs> dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant." Hey, yep. just because I'm not That's a dad doesn't keep you mean around. I don't have dad jokes. <laughs> Dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant. I can't remember the actual joke. I think it was, yeah, what did the Pink Panther say, which was part of the joke because he didn't say anything ever when he stepped Nothing. on his pants. Pink Panther doesn't talk. He doesn't. By the way, we jumped all the way to the end with the cannibal That's because there's, there's nothing in this book. <laughs> when, oh, there's I mean, things in the book. There were a lot of words. There were a lot of words. There were a lot of pages. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, there's, there's stuff in this book. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of instances of like describing what the girls are wearing, oddly enough. Hmm. Yeah. Like I, I glossed over it when it happened, but it happened quite a lot to the point where Bobby recognized one of them by the clothes she was wearing. Like it was like a pink 
tank top or like white shorts or something. I don't know. But he was very careful to uh, say what each girl was wearing, like basically anytime they came into a scene. And I wonder if that's trying to like, he's trying to say that these girls are different in even their style because it it did seem. Yeah, I think that's what it was there for. Yeah. But, you know, being being an ignorant man child, I just kind of glossed over it as filler. Yeah. There was some a little bit of just psychological back and forth. But until they bring in the third sister, that's when the story starts actually getting getting going. And that's when I started getting slightly confused because there was more another another third character that looks like the other two characters. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> what? Right. And um find out that this third character this third sister jenny lynn has a tattoo and she's pretending to be samantha so maybe she's the crazy one and then it turns out there is no jenny lynn it was just to fuck with bobby which you know great i'm glad that they did that (laughs) right (laughs) speaking of tattoos the cover of my book says that there's temporary tattoos inside uh but uh mine are gone I bought it mine from Thrift Books, obviously, and uh, unfortunately didn't get the temporary tattoo, so I don't know if it, like it was like a, of a butterfly or not or whatever. But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a neat detail to throw in there, and it only really registered why there was temporary tattoos in this book in particular. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that that's a thing that a lot of books did when they were like marketed to to kids, young people, whatever in the nineties. Say, hey, there's free temporary tattoos, but for this book, it really makes sense to throw that in there and it really doesn't give away the ending or anything so Ooh. although looking back on it it should it really <laughs> should hey andy if you it, want one with the free tattoos it's 99 dollars on ebay <laughs> oh shit so, is there a yeah, picture of the tattoos the okay so it it looks like there's a couple there's two blue butterflies there's two orange butterflies and then there are four fear street tattoo oh okay there's a picture of it on ebay so if you think the reason it might not give it away is because okay there's a temporary tattoo it's a a butterfly there's a butterfly tattoo in the book so you don't necessarily think of that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. plus we don't but then again yeah we, we don't find out who's wearing it until the end so yeah right I was going to say, then again, like you see these butterfly tattoos given away in the, in the book. And then it turns out that a character in this, in the story has a butterfly tattoo and that can either like throw you off the scent or, uh, lead right. you to the conclusion that it's a temporary tattoo this girl's wearing. And there were probably some people who were like, oh shit, a bitch is a temporary tattoo. Not to mention, how old are these people? Probably around 16. You have to be 18 to get a, a tattoo in most states. You say that like you don't know, you've never known anybody who was 16 with a tattoo. Oh, I've known lots of people (laughs) that were 16 with tattoos. I'm from Huron County. So, you know, that's just like a rite of passage at certain points. Sure. Well, we do hear from from the girl's father at the very end, and he's like, tattoo? They better not have a tattoo. Which makes sense. As though, like, yeah, as though it's a terrible thing to do. Harold and I have the exact same tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely something that you should should wait on making the choice for. Like, you know, I know a lot of people with tattoos from when they were 18 years old who actually have covered them up with other tattoos at this point. Mm, Yeah, it's, it's beyond me why anybody would put, like, a tattoo 
two of their significant others at the time's name. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real dumb. That's, yeah. Yeah, all my tattoos yeah. are pretty personal. Like, I have my Kelvin and Hobbes one for you know, personal reasons. I have my Michigan one because that's where I'm from, obviously. Then I have my uh, fun chocolate milk friends tattoo that Harold and I have that, Andy, we will convince you to get at some point. People ask <laughs> me about mine all the time. They're like, what's that about? What's that mean? Because they, they expect, they think it's a Captain America, but then they see the smiley face. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't get it because I don't want to be approached <laughs> about it. I don't want people bugging me, uh, having me explain what the tattoo means. I don't want to have to tell people about my podcast that we're trying to, Random. you know, make popular and stuff. <laughs> God forbid I tell people about that. It's Andy. never random. It's, never, it's it's people I work with and stuff like that that'll end up asking me after they know me for a minute. I got to so. tell many people. I went to Los Angeles uh, this past week for some fun. And I had multiple people ask me about my tattoo, and so I got to tell them about my, our podcast. So, um, who's I remember Catherine? Catherine, if you if from Bloodsos, food was good. Thanks for listening. Uh, there's your shout out that I said I would give you. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So yes, and yeah, if you were one of the people I talked to in LA, I had a great time. Thanks for being super nice. Everybody was super nice and wonderful. So. But getting back to the book. You know who's not nice and wonderful? Bobby Bobby. Newkirk. What a dick. dick. (laughs) Douche canoe. For sure. I actually saw that description, douche canoe, in someone else's uh, review of the book. Yep. Like, (laughs) nice. Like, hey, it's getting out there. Good. Yep. But ours was everybody. Sh- ours was coo canoe, canoe, which was a little different. But. Oh the yeah, coo canoe. Oh yeah, the old coo canoe. But yeah, so uh, where were we in the book at this point? We're jumping around this time because we've gone off there's some tangents. Just, there's just not <laughs> yeah. a lot. Of we started. Go- we started cherry picking bits and pieces because this book again, it's. There's it's just, a lot of happenings. Yeah, it's a lot of just they drive here, this- they go here, they go. The, uh, Bobby goes here and tells Arnie about this and the girls are wearing this. Um, at some point we right. find out that Bobby has monkeys. How the fuck did yeah, he get oh, monkeys? Yep. His <laughs> uncle gave him monkeys for his science project and that's how she has the cannibal ants project too, which is crazy. I'm like, man, these kids, like, where are they getting these? What kind of science project is this? I, I remember making a volcano. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also remember making uh, jaguars out of milk cartons. You know, like it's. <laughs> I remember making a, these guys doing making a topographical map in fourth grade using, I think, salt. Yeah, these kids. These kids have some crazy projects. But did Bobby ever uh, say what the what he was using the monkeys for? So he's uh, diet. He's feeding he one diet. like a normal um, monkey diet, and he's feeding the other one just bananas, which would never fly ever because hmm. it's not. Bananas don't have the nutrition needed to keep animals alive. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess really so unethical study. I guess the poor, connection poor is that his, gonna get real lethargic pretty soon. Yeah, his uncle is in another book, which is then talked about in uh, the Blob Goosebumps book. So that's kind of how it's connected. I read it in when I was doing research. 
they're like, yeah, that's, oh, so his uh, uncle is this person who is in this book, who is in uh, the Blob uh, books from Goosebumps. So I was like, okay, interesting, some connective tissue after all. So like, yeah, his his uncle is the is the scientist who comes up with the Blob from huh. whatever I can't remember the name of the Blob book. Doctor Newkirk. Interesting. So if yeah, it's they, his paternal uncle. <laughs> It was interesting how they were tricking him with the third sister and everything, and Melanie was in on it. He kept t- saying that Melanie uh, wanted to date him, and that's why she was always messing with him, but he wasn't going to date her unless she got less huge. No, he did. they did date for a brief Three months. Time. It was his longest the, Yeah, date. yeah, well, that's what it I was, they yeah, were she was. She other. was his longest yeah. relationship, and then yep. he was seeing other girls behind her back, so she left him for Arnie. Yep, and he thinks that she wants him back, though. Yeah, but he won't take her back because she's put on a few pounds. She's huge. <laughs> she's huge, apparently. She she's apparently huge. <laughs> no, so the uh yeah, that whole thing was I mean, she had plenty of reason to be wanting to be in on it too. Like she was in on it with the girls. Like fuck yeah. yeah. I think that I think like the like the cheerleaders were there too at the very end, right? Yep. I, like basically it was, everybody knew, it was yeah. You basically all the girls in school were there celebrating the fact that like he almost died two or three times. <laughs> yep. Like they could have killed then, him with that with that electrocution stunt or like even the, the honey, like no, if if you like suffocated on the on the honey like it was running down his face right i was worried about his breathing have you ever eaten honey i've eaten honey yeah i mean have you ever have you ever snorted honey no but if you dump (laughs) honey on my face i imagine i could lick it sure breathe through my mouth oh that if it it gets (laughs) if it gets in your nose covers your nose and mouth and you're panicking who knows what could happen it's and he was panicking i'm gonna ask you (laughs) if the honey covers your nose and mouth <laughs> I didn't figure they put that much honey on him. They couldn't have because uh, the ants are going to need to eat him. How would the ants ever get to him? They'd be eating that honey for so long. They ended up fat. They, they I guess they weren't, they weren't really supposed to eat him. Like they were just supposed to bite him and scare him or whatever. I like, took it as they were, they, he was convinced they were going to eat him. He, yeah, they hit, she, he was thinking that they were going to eat him, yeah. which is part of the panic. Right. Of course, we find out later that that's the girls yeah. already knew that that wasn't going to happen. Right. But, and cannibal ants aren't actually a thing. Yeah. But he, he definitely thought at least it was a possibility. eating it. Well, I guess ants who would eat a person, probably a thing, right? Oh, for sure they are. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> like, again, there's swarms again, of, of ants. If you had the, I don't know if these were that kind of ants or not. It there was are some vague. ants in South America that have huge fucking colonies and if you were to like get caught up when they're like moving along they wouldn't probably like eat you really fast but if they stung you enough times to the point where you couldn't move or you were like in so much pain that you were they would eventually eat you i imagine i can't imagine they wouldn't and we've all seen indiana jones and kingdom of the crystal skull right yeah that that documentary That yeah. documentary was true with the man with man eating ants and the aliens. Absolutely, and, and the fridge that uh, can <laughs> preserve a human from dying in a nuclear explosion. Dude, they don't make stuff like that anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna. They certainly don't make refrigerators again. like that anymore. Yep. I'm just gonna pretend that that one didn't exist, and I'm really hoping the next one's really good because I've heard dude the, heard good things. The trailer looks fucking balls out awesome. Like I was like, it doesn't look like like 
So it looks like they tried to play it more towards looking like practical effects as opposed to the fucking all the CGI they had in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. It, it, dude, like there was a scene where they're going down an alleyway in like the Middle East somewhere and there's these two cars and fucking Indiana Jones does the classic fucking jump from one car to the other, punch the dude in the face. And I was like, <laughs> yes, dude. Because that's what you expect from him to fucking be like, all right, let's go. As long as that dude that he punches is a Nazi, I'm on board because, yeah, he needs to punch Nazis. There's plenty of punchable people in the yeah, world besides Nazis. People. He's punched a lot of Nazis. Like Bobby Newkirk is a punchable person. Yeah, yeah Bobby Newkirk is punchable. <laughs> Who we thought was going to die, but he didn't. It nope. was all just an innocent all prank. just an elaborate ruse. Also, well, you know, it's almost better that he didn't because now he's got to live with that. And he's actually got to, like, experience it and try to rectify, like, maybe what part he played in causing other people, a group of other people to target him and in all people that he's wronged in some way or another. You know, maybe he has to think about that now. <laughs> yeah, I would I would see the follow up to this. Yeah. Did they ever explain whose cabin it was? Because it wasn't the twins' cabin. Or did they just yeah. literally... Their dad's like, what cabin? We don't have a cabin. Uh, a cabin for their... <laughs> Some stranger's cabin. Yeah. Samantha, stole, Samantha stole earrings earlier on. I don't think they were above... <laughs> using someone else breaking and entering yeah yeah oh yeah add to the to all of that like they uh samantha which uh, i think it was probably samantha but she knocked him out with an empty coke bottle to tie him up to the chair to pour the honey and ants on him yeah that's pretty yes. awesome. she just she assaulted <laughs> him i yeah, mean he that assaulted was someone physical earlier, assault yeah she physically <laughs> assaulted him with a blunt weapon there are a lot of crimes in this book <laughs> There were a lot committed of by juveniles. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, they they go from uh, misdemeanors like slashing his tires to full on assault with a potentially deadly weapon. Right. Well, let's not forget he started the book pressing some girl against lockers and kissing her, even though she was kind of like trying to push him <laughs> non off. non consensual approaches. Yeah. Yeah. To a girl who looked twelve. <laughs> <laughs> just because she was the last cheerleader on the squad he hadn't been with and now is the b story that he's actually fucking all these girls because they're at that age where that's probably what's going on i think the I, b I story mean, is he's he's into arnie yeah like, i think so too. he's doing it all for arnie's approval he just wants arnie to notice him he really enjoys the fact that uh he hero worships him he lives so, in a world like, where he's supposed to go after girls, so he's trying as hard as he can to go after any girl, but the reason yeah. he can never hang on to a relationship with one is because he doesn't actually like girls. Yeah, he's just trying to make his man happy. And that's why he only makes out with them. He he has actually he's still a virgin and he's never actually had sex. He just makes out with them. He just yep. they just go to make out point like in the fifties, like yeah. teenagers did in the nineties, apparently. <laughs> but that's not necessarily it but at that time yeah that you know i mean it would have been he's way into right arnie. he seems into arnie and i feel bad for the kid wait how old was earl stein in the nine in the 90s like when was he born again or born the uh, first time i don't know he if he's was, born again yeah <laughs> i have no oh. idea let's see do, 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 do. we all being in it <laughs> <laughs> Binging it. Birth chart. I don't want a birth chart. Birth year. Nineteen forty-three. So in ninety-four, he's fifty-one years old, writing to his best ability the, the activities of teenagers. 
who apparently like are in rock bands and <laughs> you know they <laughs> just Chuck, they go down Chuck Berry music. We we got to get ready for our, our our gig at the at the Soda Jerk. We're going. <laughs> he was, yeah, gonna, the Soda Jerk. He was we're the, we're the band in 1960. <laughs> he was 17 in 1960. That so, makes okay, a lot so of sense. So that's yeah. that was his prime. That's where all the kids are going to the sock hop and bopping out to the rock and roll. I'm gonna go get my best girl a malt. I'm Bobby the man. I'm the man. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the story. Basically, he's, yes, he's an asshole and date. he gets a little bit of comeuppance. And uh, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> it really is. Oh, the we're consequences at- of your actions. Yeah, yeah. Now, at any point, were you guys like scared or like, are you thinking, oh, this is a this is a psychological thriller, or were you, were you just like confused along with Bobby, and it was hard to keep up? I was I was trying. So I listened to this. Uh, I got the Hoopla version, so I had the audiobook, and I listened to it when I was driving back from Sacramento, and I was just like, when's th- when's something going to happen? And then things happened. And I was like, wait, what? There's another character? And then, yeah, I got confused and I had to re- re-listen to it. And then I was like, mm. oh, this is just not a good book. That's that's why. <laughs> it has something that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast anymore. So, um, I would not recommend it. <laughs> I did not like it. I didn't, I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> I, I wish Bobby would have got more torture. I wish it would have been more torture, more psychological torture. It would have been more interesting. It's- like making him go crazy because they don't. And I think could have got in the end. It was just some. physical pain. It, yeah, he was a little confused, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't think I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I would say I I didn't really like it that much. I probably wouldn't read it again, obviously. But mm. uh, I don't know. As far as I think it would have been a lot scarier if maybe the police had arrested them when they stole the earrings. And then maybe they had to go to the jail system for a second. But maybe Bobby <laughs> ended up in juvenile hall. That would be a scary story. And like they could talk about the kids in the UV that are like actual bad kids. And he's like, oh my God, and he's getting beat up, you know? <laughs> and that would have been scary. <laughs> but everything else that happened was a. And then the next uh, chapter crime. is like six months later after he yeah. served his time. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, but, but everything else is a crime. Everything they did is a crime. So I, no one's a hero in this story, really. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, they could have added another character in as, as the as the cop, uh, the mall cop that catches him. It's a young Paul Blart. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh yeah, it turns out he's just like, hey, your kids shouldn't be running. It's not safe when they mm-hmm. were clearly running with stolen goods. Yeah, <laughs> like teenagers, they're running in a mall. It's like a boy and a girl. Yeah, they're they're up to no good. They're not just running in the mall. They're not six years old. Yeah, plus uh, if you're that's, wild energy, that gives it away. When you shoplift, you put, you walk away casually. You can't act like you did anything. Idiots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's treating them like they're kids with the zoomies. You you just slow down now. It's not safe to be running around the mall. Couldn't end the people. Okay. Yeah. No. Arrest their asses. <laughs> they're up to no good. So what about you, Andy? What are, what are your thoughts? Final thoughts on mm. this book. Um. I thought that the Fear Street uh, reputation would have allowed for something a little bit more, uh, I don't know about gruesome, but, you know, a little more on the horror side of things. Um, 
it was it's definitely kind of the same formula as goosebumps where you have like your fake outs and uh things turn out to be not as uh dangerous as the as originally thought uh by the main character um it just didn't go to like the real dark places that uh, older kids could uh, could probably handle uh, or that that I thought it was going to to go into but um yeah not not too fun just kind of ended a little little weirdly uh, i'm i'm concerned about the lengths that uh, <laughs> the girls were able were willing to go to even though the guy was is a douche um do you do you really slash his tires and electrocute him and do all that stuff to him i don't know but yeah i don't know i'd give it a five out of ten as far as quality of story middle of the road yeah to piggyback off of uh the the cliffhanger the cliffhanger thing there's not a lot of chapters with cliffhangers the only one is the weird monkey head one where he thinks and somebody killed his mon- one of the monkeys and put his head oh, in the locker. Oh yeah! And then it turns I remember out, thinking I wanted that to be real. Me too. <laughs> and then it was fake, and I was like, <sighs> Yeah, I like. Okay, all right, here we go. Now we're getting pretty macabre. All right, dead monkey head. But no, it was a plastic monkey head covered in I don't know, was it fake blood or? It was probably ketchup or some shit. At least yeah. they didn't actually kill the monkey because that's another crime. That's yeah, like, that's that another, another hole. <laughs> that would be a whole nother charge to add I to the rap Yeah, sheet. yeah. I'd want to see some comeuppance for them at that point. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, everybody, everybody deserves comeuppance in this story. Yep. <laughs> Everyone in this story was a shit. So. Including, including the author. Absolutely. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go to a darker place, Stein. Yeah, because now kids kids read like Hunger Games, <laughs> where children die. Right, kids are actually killing each other. <laughs> what we need to do is find a Fear Street where someone dies. Mm. What if someone's already dead? Because I think that's the premise of the very first Fear Street is like he d- starts dating a ghost. <laughs> now we need to see like somebody like, what it's like when somebody is killed in in one of these books, like how it. How does it described? How gory is it? How scary? How damaging to the psyche is it? Yeah, we can look up scariest Fear Street books, and or we could do the the series that they did on Netflix, and then we can review the movies as well as the books. That mm. could be a thing. Yeah, down the road. <laughs> oh, but I yeah. think next next chapter we're gonna go back to Goosebumps because we gotta we gotta rate some more of them. Hell yeah! But anyway, so yeah, that was our sum up and reviews. So. Yeah, that's this is where Andy usually yes. does the the ending, so I don't have to. <laughs> and now I award you each with four AR points. Yeah, yeah. for doing such yeah. a good job. So much closer <laughs> to that pan pizza. <laughs> Did you get personal pan pizzas for AR? Because I know that was a book it. It thing. was for book it, but I still I you were like <laughs> I'm gonna do an AR, and I'm like I'm gonna keep saying book it because I fucking love book it, and they still do stuff. <laughs> they still are out there giving p- kids free pizza for accelerator reader is still a thing, and so is book it. Yep, awesome. I tried to get Xander to to sign up for the book it thing, but he's not much of a reader. Uh. What about just, you know, stealing his personal identity for free pizza? <laughs> you could sign him up. <laughs> pizza, Hut, pizza Hut will find out. Pizza Hut will find you. Yum Brands has ears everywhere. Big pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the big cheese will know. 
So yeah, that's uh, that's this episode of Reliterated. Come and join us next episode where we're going to go back to another old friend, another class act, Roald Dahl and Matilda. Yeah, I'm excited for Matilda. I'm excited too. I remember it being a very a very good story. I think I remember the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've only ever seen the movie. You've only ever seen the movie? Yep, never read the book. Well, I think we're we're all in for a good uh, a good episode next time. So join us then, and until then, support your local libraries and independent booksellers. Give a shit, read some lit. Bob's your uncle. That's alliterated. Thanks, everybody. Reliterated's awesome, man. Yeah. And we love you still, man. Okay. Give a shit and read some lit, you yeah. stupid fucks. This has been Reliterated, a production of the Chocolate Milk Friends. If you enjoy our show, please consider giving us support by subscribing, recommending us to your book reading, podcast listening, 90s nostalgic friends, and most importantly, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, and Spotify. Your ratings and reviews go a long way towards getting us in the ears of new listeners. You're also invited to join the growing Reliterated community on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you really want to get nuts, we have a Discord too. So bing us and join us in this nonsense. If you have a book suggestion for a future episode or have questions for us, send us an email at reliterated at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.